Hey everybody, welcome to the PDX Beat Podcast, the weekly culture show that keeps a finger on the pulse of all things Portland. I'm your host, Amado Lumba, and this week's beat is all about the Portland Mercado, our city's first Latino public market. It was on a beautiful spring day in Portland when I sat down with Jamie Melton, who is, for the Portland Mercado, a sort of... Jane of all trades. <laughs> the title technically is Community Economic Development Marketing Coordinator for Hacienda CDC. That's a mouthful. Uh, essentially, based on the nature of the Portland Mercado Project, I am the Portland Mercado Marketing Manager. What is Portland Mercado? for those of us who are uninitiated. The Portland Mercado, I guess it means different things to different people, but for Hacienda CDC, who is the nonprofit that developed it, it's an economic development initiative to provide jobs and business development opportunities for Latinos and other startup entrepreneurs in our community. The idea of the Mercado really came from the Latino community here. Okay. The nonprofit's known for developing affordable housing. So we have about 2,000 residents living in north and northeast Portland and Malala in our affordable housing complex. And when the economy kind of took a downturn in 2008, we began researching creative strategies to mitigate that and um, figuring out what we could do to help help Latinos earn more income to support their families. And so this idea of a mercado came up. There's not really a place in Portland. It's considered a Latino hub. There's little pockets, but, you know, the percentage of of Latinos living in the region is is around 10%. So, you know, it's it's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. And so we we decided to interview and partner with our community, um, take surveys to see if this idea was viable, and it turned out that it was. So we started fundraising as a non-profit back in 2012. We received, received a big federal grant nice. um, for $800,000. So that's when we started looking for a site and we partnered with Uh, Portland Development Commission, local city government. So early on, we had the support of the government. So really, it was kind of a cross-sector development where you have the community coming in saying, this is what we want, the nonprofit leading the development, and the government coming in saying, we'll support you. How did you end up here at 72nd and Foster? Yeah, so I think ideally, when Hacienda was looking at sites, this wasn't our first choice. The highest concentration of Latinos is actually in the Coley neighborhood in Northeast Portland where we have four affordable housing complexes. It's at 20% Latinos. So ideally we wanted to develop there, but there wasn't any available land for sale that we could afford. So um, when we develop partnerships and we're looking at different real estate, uh, the Portland Development Commission as part of their urban renewal areas had a few options along Foster Road and so we started looking at it and this one had an existing building and we kind of thought well it's a funky building previously it was a a car a used car lot in a bank and so we thought ah you know maybe there is an opportunity to redevelop it redevelop repurpose it into something a little bit more vibrant and so we kind of took that idea and ran with it Um, PDC like I said has been a huge supporter they're leasing the building and the land to us for a dollar per year we also have a loan out for for them so yeah it was really it became limited to just areas owned by Portland Development Commission and urban renewal areas and this was the most viable option just out of curiosity uh, so apart from here and and possibly 
with the hope of trying to put something northeast Portland. What were the other locations that you that you'd considered? One was actually just 20 blocks up the road at 92nd and Foster, and I believe that parcel of land is still for sale by PDC. I think they're uh, asking for a request for proposals to develop that land. Um, another was up in Kenton in North Portland. Okay. I can't remember the exact address of it, um, but North Portland was an option. Isn't that off of like Killingsworth or Yeah, and it's part of the interstate or North Portland urban renewal boundary. Okay. And then um, another one was in uh, 122nd and Gleason, I think. Oh, wow. Um, All that information is available on our website in in the initial uh, feasibility study plan that kind of went into the details of the site selection. Right on. Um, But yeah, more than just what PDC owned, I think when we came into this area and started talking to the neighborhood associations in the neighborhood, people were really excited about it because if you drive along Foster Road, there's a lot of vacancies and a lot of buildings that have a lot of history. Right. Once the streetcar used to run up and down Foster, uh, Lens Town Center was kind of a hot spot for culture and commerce back in the day before sure. it got displaced by the development of I-205. So sure. I think there is just a lot of desire and momentum from the neighbors to see something like this develop to attract more diversity into this area, especially amongst the gentrification, the displacement that the city's facing. How did the name Portland Mercado come about? We went through a naming process, and as part of our our goal, our, our mission to sort of be a bridge between cultures, bring people together, diverse cultures together through entertainment, art, and food, we just like the name because it, it was clear. The, the concept of a mercado or a market in Latin America speaks to all of those things, commerce and food and culture, and Portland just made it kind of bring together where we are in this place with the concept of the Mercado, the Latino identity, and it's in, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's bilingual, it, it just represents everything that we're trying to do in, in a simple name. I explained to Jamie that the reason I found out about Portland Mercado was while doing a search on Facebook for pages on local food cart pods. Now, after seeing the Portland Mercado in person, I know that it transcends that description. It's definitely something more. I think when you drive by it, you see the bright colored food cart pods. There are eight of them, but we're 19 businesses in total. So the food cart pods is one component of the overall project. The project really, as far as from a mission standpoint, is an economic development project. So we provide resources and affordable retail space for emerging entrepreneurs. So 75% of these businesses are opening for the first time. Wow. We also have a commissary kitchen in the middle of the hall that provides re- uh, rent by the hour for food-based businesses. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. We have offices and service-based professional businesses operating on the second floor. The grocery, um, so we've got the market and the the butcher shop, the meat vendor and chorizo vendors really to serve sort of your everyday grocery shopping needs. And then the prepared food vendors, like you say, the food carts are, uh, represent different regions of Latin America. Um, You know, Portland is a foodie town. So of course, like when you see it and you hear about it, 
your mouth starts watering because <laughs> you, you know we've got eight eight food carts here that don't have competing menus. They're all right. different. So different regions. Different regions. You yeah. could come here every day of the week and not even be able to try ten percent of the food. I know. I parked actually on the other side of the street, and my mouth was watering as I was walking toward here. Totally. It's it's probably tough to try to limit you know um, one particular vendor for a particular uh, region and. If another vendor wanted to serve that same type of food, you had to go through. They had to go through some kind of. I'm sure they had to go through a very tough vetting process. What was that like? It was complicated and evolved over time. This project is several years in the making, so some of the vendors have been with us since that early planning and development okay. stage, and so those folks that remained with us kind of had an in. Um, because they gave so much time to the project, and they worked hard in our incubator to develop their plan, their business plan, their menus, uh, their marketing strategies, all of those things. So there are a handful of vendors that were here several years ago that are still here today. Um, Tierra del Sol, Mixteca Catering, Que Bacano, are the food carts. Uh, Fiesta Tradicional, uh, Party Shop, that sells handmade piñatas and candies. Uh, Maria Garcia Cafe Revolucion coffee shop. Those businesses have been with us since the beginning, so they were they were vetted in that process. And then, uh, as we were looking to represent the diversity of Latin American cuisine and grocery and services, we both did um, an RFP process to have people submit their business plans and and uh, uh, apply to be in the market. And so that's where we really were able to sit down and select sort of a diverse product mix. And we just let we were very straightforward, letting people know that they couldn't com- compete directly with businesses that were already there and that right. they were looking for certain certain things. So that helped us. Um, and we also have a waiting list. So oh. you know, let's say for some reason a business doesn't work out, we'll pursue pursue those folks, those businesses on the waiting list to see if they can get in. Um, that's that's awesome, but do yeah. you foresee yourself expanding it even more so than than the current footprint? You know, Hacienda and this project, I think, uh, as a business development project, we're always considering new opportunities and how we can adapt to, you know, the business climate and what the customers want, what the community wants. So definitely, I would say that's not out of the picture. But we just opened up less than a month ago, so I think right now we're just <laughs> focusing on making this successful. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thepdxbeat. Find us on Twitter as at thepdxbeat. Email us at thepdxbeat at gmail.com. And check out our website at www.thepdxbeat.com. I was talking to a buddy of mine recently, and we both agreed that Portland restaurants would sometimes go overboard with their efforts to appease our citizens' varied culinary preferences and dietary restrictions. It's not unusual, for instance, for a Portland restaurant to have vegan or gluten-free versions for menu items that, anywhere else, would not have such choices. And because we're spoiled, we expect our food cart pods to offer a diversity of cuisines. But, by design, Portland Mercado's food carts all feature Latin cuisine. 
Latin cuisine only. So I asked Jamie if the Mercado would consider featuring non-Latin cuisine food carts in the future. You know, that's interesting. I think in some ways it already does, just based on the fact that we're in Portland. We have three non-Latino business owners, okay. uh, one being here in Barrio. They serve not just Latin Amer American style products, they also have local beers, local wines um, that they push. Um, you know, I think for grocery and meats, all the meats are sourced from nearby farms. Um, and, you know, I think those type of products really span cultures and, and places. And I think, you know, based, considering we're a project on Latino cultural heritage, there has to be some element to those products. Um, but as sort of a, a melting pot, for better or for worse, of cultures, we understand that people have bicultural identities and we're more than happy to to support those. Right. Because I can just see, I can just see somebody go, wait... Where's the bento court? <laughs> you know, I mean, they're always gonna. Somebody's always gonna want to have their and, preference. And that's totally that's totally happened. And um, I think, you know, as far as from a business perspective, from an identity brand strategy, um, you know, those people are welcome to apply. There just needs to be an element of Latino culture in that. So whether it's bridging an Asian cuisine with a Latin American cuisine, we'd love to see it. And, of course, I had to ask Jamie about holding events at the Portland Mercado. Yeah, so it's not a traditional event space. You know, we have business in, in there that are trying to sell groceries or food or services or whatever. So as far as renting an as a space, we're definitely flexible in that. It just kind of depends on what it is and if all the businesses can benefit. Um, of course, that comes with sort of a minimum. Sure. Um, but all that, but yeah, we're definitely interested in talking to to companies or organizations that are interested in holding their event here. We're right now in the process of partnering with Oregon Food Bank to oh, have great. their um, their conference closing the hunger gap here in September. So that's definitely something they'll uh, rent out the whole space, and all the businesses will benefit not just yeah. from being able to showcase their products through through providing the food and drinks, but also just you know, reaching more people that they may not have otherwise, people that are passionate about food and and hunger and, and, and yeah. like food security. Right. Going back to the waitlist uh, real quick, do you have enough on the waitlist on the docket to have a Portland Mercado dos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's very possible. Um, we, you know, just like you said, we're asking this, those questions about expansion and waitlist. Definitely, I think that people are hungry to develop, to develop businesses here. I think the community supports small business development. The community loves food. Um, I think from a business standpoint, people want to be part of a community that's inclusive and embraces, you know everything that, that this project embodies. So I think there's a lot of demand for it. And I could definitely see a Mercado Dos doing really well. The Portland Mercado has the unique setup of having a wine and beer purveyor on site called Barrio, wherein patrons can enjoy a sangria or any of their favorite adult beverage while chowing down on food cart offerings. And I asked Jamie how that came about. I think it was a few different things. First of all, this this place in particular is a partnership between the Portland Mercado and the Wine Nomad, okay. operating as Barrio. Um, so every 
a percentage of every drink or beverage you buy here goes back to supporting the operations of the Portland Mercado. So Got it. it's essentially a social enterprise. That didn't really help us with OLCC, but it helped us leverage our collective bargaining power. Nice. And so um, the the owners, uh, Tim and Chris of Barrio, have a lot of experience operating businesses and restaurants, so they know that little CC quite well. And basically, if you have a well drawn out plan, which they did, you can you can consume alcohol, you know, in this closed off right. area as well as in the market hall. Okay. So in order to kind of connect the food in the plaza, the food carts, to the building, we thought that was a really good strategy because people can come and sit inside and then they can see what else is going on there and maybe be more inclined to buy their groceries on their way out. What's the first milestone you want to try to hit? You know, I think there are a few, but really as it being an economic development project like I see is keeping these businesses successful, happy, collaborating with each other, generating ideas. Um, you know, if we were to see a lot of turnover in the first six months, I think that would be unfortunate, even though we have a lot of people that are probably interested in coming in, and some turnover is probably inevitable. Sure. Um, but really establishing a strong business culture here, because if all the businesses are happy putting out good product, working together, the community is going to notice that. And I think, you know, secondary to that is really providing a space for this neighborhood, for the community to be proud of, to come here and meet their neighbors or right. meet with their families and friends. I think those two are hand in hand and very important. Right. I love the fact that it's very accessible. It's right off of Foster here. Um, there's seems to be plenty of parking, you know, and uh, and certainly on a day like today, um, we're, we're fortunate enough to have a very sunny day right now. People are out here. People are out here in droves. It's fantastic. And we need that. We need that for 19 businesses to be successful. This is a risky development. You know, it's not not guaranteed success, but I think so far in the first few weeks, we've seen that people are interested in in making this successful, you know, whether they've heard about it through through the neighborhood or through our various Facebook posts (laughs) (laughs) or whatever it is. Um, I think it's a unique concept for the city and really regarded as a national model for community economic development. So. I think it's a, yeah, it's a fantastic setup. I, I definitely am looking forward to, to it thriving. I know that I've got uh, two bags of chicharrones inside that has my name on them. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you for having me and look forward to having more conversations. The Portland Mercado is located at 7238 Southeast Foster Road and is open daily from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. with the food carts opening at 10. Make sure to join them for their first ever Cinco de Mayo celebrations going on now through May 5th. Check out their website at www.portlandmercado.com for more information and stock them on Twitter at Portland Mercado. And that's our show this week, folks. Our theme music is called Cataracts by local musician Sweet Nothing. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you download quality podcasts. New episodes will now come out every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. This has been a presentation of the PDX Beat Podcast. I'm Amado Lumba. Thanks for tuning in.